this live stream the night before the DAP Network Hackathon final ceremony in I think 24 hours now. I think the original title said 26. We tried recording an episode last night. It turned into a four hour whiteboarding session, which is what you're about to see after you see our like first two starts and stop intros. I'm here alone in the office. We had some people here earlier. Uh, the the on-site hack's over. I'm here with Peter Kay. And let's kick this thing off, Pete. I think people wanna, wanna see what uh, we got accomplished yesterday. Absolutions at the Dab Network Hackathon on site in Tel Aviv. These guys have been slaving away. I've been watching them about their computers. I've been I've been helping them. Sometimes I can help. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I have to get other people. But I want to hear what their experience is about the hackathon. What do you What do you guys think about the hackathon so far? Let's start with Vigorish. You guys have been really helpful and dedicated in getting us all the way to the finish line with a working product. So we're excited uh, and hopeful to see you in the finals with our Liquid Risk project. We've worked really hard. We want to win this thing. Great, and how about Dab Solutions over here? Uh, I'm Jason Kemp, CEO at Dab Solutions. We've been here for the week, uh, grinding it out. Uh, couldn't do it with all the fantastic mentors and uh, the whole team at Liquid Apps. Uh, I'll pass it over to Ami Hines, our CTO. Uh, what they said, I just want to go home and sleep. <laughs> yeah, we all want to go sleep. We didn't get much sleep last night. I know there was an on-site hackathon out in Detroit, this and lots of teams there also hackathoning, hackathoning and uh, they're all ready to submit almost, almost yes. tomorrow. That's Sunday at 1700 UTC. That's uh, 7 p.m. here in Israel. We're excited to see all the submissions. And uh, yeah, just, just gonna okay. And uh, we've got a video to come up. We've got a thing going on, right? You want me to introduce the video? Yeah, let's yeah right, 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 it's right, live. Right. It's live. All right. See, so, I don't want to know set this up. You know yeah, let's go. So, uh, we're basically doing a live ceremony practice run here. Uh, the live ceremony will be tomorrow at 1700 UTC. Of Wirecast. We're live. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so, tune in. It's going to be live streaming on everything EOS, Liquid Apps, and possibly a few other channels, maybe MaxDAP. I think so. Um, but as far as today's episode, it's a little bit different than what you'd expect. We planned to record it last night, and it turned into a four-hour whiteboarding session with Tal Muscal and Ayal Herzog from Bancor. So we're going to give you the highlight version. We're not going to bore you for four hours, but you will see 30 minutes of, of genius and watching, watching how it happens. I think it's going to be pretty entertaining. And then after uh, the video is done playing, we'll be available for some uh, live Q&A with Peter and I. Any, anything else, guys? Want to do a little go wheels? Go. Run, run. Go ahead. Run, run. Run. All right, let's go. One, two, three. Go, EOS. And, and we are live. Hey, everyone. Peter K. Zach all here with Everything EOS. We are in Tel Aviv at the DAP Network Hackathon. We have with Woo. us Tal Muscal, the one and only co-founder and CTO of Liquid Apps, and Ayal Herzog, the chief product architect and co-founder at Bancor. We're excited to get things rolling here with a very special interview where we're going to pick the brains of these two Brilliant men, Tal and Ayal here, about a very special topic. It's a roundtable discussion, so we're, we're shout out to ICO Alert back in the day. Uh, we did the, the no shout outs to ICO Alert. <laughs> Legal says we cannot say the word ICO Alert. Whatever. Uh, anyway, we used to do these roundtable discussions with all of the, the staff at a previous company Peter and I were at, and now we're with even more talented people at a, a round table, a brain table. We got Tal and Ayal, you guys are on camera. What, what should we even talk about? This is like the, the conversation that might break the EOS internet. When you get two <laughs> smart people in a room, you should talk about your most pressing problems because you might come out of there with an answer. Rex is still broke. Rex is wanna, still broke. Want to start there? Yeah, let's start with Rex, the resource exchange. 
on EOS. First, Zach, what's wrong with Rex? So, yeah. it's an incentive to use the network, and because it's, it's an incentive that someone is paying for, it's not really a sustainable thing. It's exactly like a DDoS in the sense that with a DDoS, someone is paying for their resources as well. DDoS don't come out of nothing. Someone pays for DDoS. So in that sense, it's very similar. It's, it's kind of a you know, publicly outsourced DDoS. <laughs> right. Yeah. But do you consider it spam? Um, think, no, it's not spam. Um, it's, it's better than, than spam, in my opinion, in the sense that it actually evolves the network. It's more like a virus. Uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in the terms of the, in the sense that it doesn't kill the system, but it become the immunity system becomes better. So do you I think, think that I, the creators have the health of the network in at mind? heart? Yeah. No, just like <laughs> the viruses don't have our best interest in, in hearts. So or a heart for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> I think a good analogy is uh, ASICs and uh, Bitcoin mining. So it's a wasteful process. You're just calculating meaningless. Uh, Equations, but uh, it does improve uh, ASICs development around the world. Yeah. So, yeah. It, gives, uh, it gives a job to people. <laughs> so, I think the reason this conversation is interesting is because the Rex, so IDOS happened, and then people at the time there was like some crazy like price thing going on with, with the token. Uh, Bitham, I think, uh, listed it immediately, and there is a demand for the token. The price is going up. So, because of this chase on the price, people basically rented almost everything that was available in Rex, but well, everything that was publicly available, but not all the tokens that were in Rex. So there was a 20% a buffer. So whenever there's 20% Rex left, 20% of EOS Rex in Rex, it basically shut off. But we were told, or we under, the way I understood it whenever Rex launched was because of the Bancor algorithm, whenever you're renting Rex, renting CPU from the Rex, it should get exponentially more expensive. And then at a certain point, I'm either going to be paying one EOS to rent one EOS or even more than one EOS to rent one EOS. But that function didn't work properly in this case. And you guys kind of just want to recap why that happened? Um, sure, the, the, the Rex mechanism itself is not a pure, it's not a classic pure um, Banco formula mm -hmm. based algorithm because it, it does, um, it does allow you to, um, it does guarantee that when you get the, 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 the EOS back, you get the same price mm -hmm. as, you, as, you, as you bought it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's kind of, it, it introduces some elements of stability that you don't really have in a very free market discount, free market based uh, uh, price discovery. Mm -hmm. um, so, so in that sense, I, I understand where, where the, the, there are um, sweet spots or spots that are problematic, that, that, that the mechanism kind of breaks down or, or locks. But um, having said that, I think there, there's probably a way to modify the algorithm so that the closer it gets to 20%. Or whatever percent, do you, do you, or whatever, whatever percent changes to, if, if it changes. Yeah, so whenever it gets to 20%, it, it actually becomes infinitely expensive. Not just one-to-one, -one, but mm -hmm. actually infinitely expensive. 
giving back uh, the oppor the opportunity for because what happens when when the price become infinite like close to infinity people who have EOS are suckers if to they're not to, not to put more money but the problem was they get the, the best return the problem is that the, the problem with the 20% buffer and the version Rex is as of today at this recording is that with, it should have gotten exponentially expensive as it creeped up on that 20%. Yeah. It, but instead it was, I think, programmed to creep up on that when it hit 0%, but it turned off. Right. And right. then when the Rex turned off, people started trying to withdraw. And right now there's a queue. You can't actually exit Rex until more, more leases end or more tokens go into Rex. And the problem is that if you put tokens into Rex right now, as it's like screeched to a halt, your APR is going to be zero until it turns back on. So there, there's a few different problems here. Mm -hmm. uh, one's the 20% buffer, you either got to lower it, or you, you got to like lower the buffer below 20%, you got to add more tokens to the Rex to just get a, the, the available tokens in the Rex above 20%, or some other modification. So there, there is a 20% threshold in place, but whenever there's a kind of a virtual limit in banco relays, usually, usually they, they use something that's called a virtual virtual reserve. Yeah, we're not using it as often, but it's a, it's a kind of a more of a theoretical concept. So what happens in banco relays when you reach the, mini, the, the that virtual reserve? Yeah, so you know, the, it, it means that one direction is uh, is, is essentially disabled. So it, let's yeah. say you're selling a token, you're selling it, say you're selling it. And the price go uh, down and down and down, and at one point you won't be able to sell it, but you're definitely going to be able to buy it. So, um, so it actually it, it it holds one of the direction of, of the exchange. But I think you know there's the the, the the core concept of Bancor is that the price discovery is becoming uh, asymmetrical, and and I think that's it seems to be, and I, I have to say I'm not. I'm not an expert uh, on on the whole Rex model. Uh, I've been uh, so. I think that's interesting. Is the general yes community hears the word Bancor so much, and you, as one of the founders of Bancor, you have no control over who's using this algorithm. Like they're playing, yeah. they're blaming some of these problems on Bancor, and you're like, I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> like I just, I just don't know. No, because really, Bancor is is really a, a, about a very simple concept that seems to be failing here. And the concept is asynchronous price discovery. So the idea on, on, on with the token relay, the reason that you can count on the fact that it will always have a market value is because if you know if the market if the value is too high, people will sell. If the too low people will buy to the market value, and they don't need to do it at the same time. Now, obviously, if there is a situation right now where people cannot rent any EOS. It means that you know price discovery is not established mm -hmm. because there should always be a price in which people want to rent uh, out their, their EOS and when people want to you know uh, use the, the EOS, mm -hmm. there's always going to be a specific price where some people want to want to make it happen, and for some reason the price is not being discovered right now. And this is why I want to try to dig in and to understand how. How can we make sure that that the price will be discovered, and that you know, if if there is a 
demand for people that want to rent EOS, then that should be the factor that, that incentivizes supply. Because the demand will, you know, if, if it's not fulfilled, it will have to take the price up and up and encourage supply. Mm -hmm. So it's always about this balance that somehow broke here. I mean, I think it was working at first, it, it did get very expensive and people, because of, I don't know if it's price manipulation or just hype or FOMO, but because the price of IDOS was going up, people were spending more and more per, like, for Rex transactions, they're renting like EOS at a higher and higher price. Mm -hmm. But the problem was that it just shut off while there's still 20% left in reserve, but the price discovery never hit its limit. Like the price should have went up further. It, when, the idea is that the price, when, when you're getting to 100% of the token rented, the price would be infinite. It's so why don't you treat? Yeah, it, it should never ever get to hundred percent of the tokens being rented out. I don't think. I mean, it as you try to, no, it can technically. I'll, I'll, I'll get because it because you don't have enough EOS in the world to yeah. mm -hmm. to rent all of that. That that should be the way it works, and 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 that's why I'm surprised. Why would you need this twenty percent? And since you know every lease is 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 time limited and and you know you have queues if you want to redraw your EOS because of the price guarantee <clears throat> the, the price guarantee introduces no, but kind it's of not, a collateral it's not, that you need it's not for the cup for the uh, coming uh, period for people but, to take out their again, existing money the, your, I don't know your EOS is not in risk enough. but your but EOS is not in risk that's the thing I mean your EOS it's, it's, it's like a CDP yeah. it's like a CDP that cannot be liquidated it's yours no one can touch your EOS. The fact that you redirect the resource that they entitled to to different, uh, you know, different accounts, and you're getting paid for that, has nothing to do with your core EOS. So it's not about the price discovery of the EOS you deposited in. Those are safe like a CDP. Yeah, it's about it's about what kind of uh, uh, you know of income you're gonna make from those EOS. That's the question. And, and as more and more EOSs are rented, as we get close to 100%, the price should go higher and higher and higher. Just to make sure that you never get to 100% because again, the, the, there's not enough EOS. So you think it should be more expensive than even one to one EOS? Because like at the point where you're renting one EOS for one EOS, if you have that EOS, just stake it. No, but if you don't, what happens if no one has liquid, like, like available EOS, <laughs> you really want CPU, you'd pay more. Even if it's for a short time. If the price got to that point, then it's probably worth it. There's no it, other it, alternative. It, not, if there was another alternative, people would fill the reserve. Mm -hmm. Like, we'd get to a hand to, to one to one and people would say, it's no that's, brainer, that, I get that's a... exactly the point. That's exactly the point. <clears throat> As it gets even remotely closer to one to one, every same EOS holder. Exactly. We'll put his EOS in. Yeah, but right because, now, right now because because you're making, is like a hundred percent. Yeah, you're making like tons of EOS, and again, yeah. no risk, zero risk. That's the whole idea of of, of Rex, the, at least the part of, that I got. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it basically, if it was working prop properly, I get functioning because it's not even functioning right now. <laughs> if it's functioning with proper price discovery, that it would. Basically, people wouldn't be complaining about these miners. They'd be like, I'm making a crapload of money on my EOS from putting it in the Rex. 
Yeah. Like to the point where like you're stupid to not be doing that. Right. There's another consideration that it's if if Rex was functioning, and I, I think that what I'm saying now is correct. Uh, again, um, the the effect that we would see is that at some point people would make the calculation of wait a minute, I have all this EOS that uh, I'm using uh, as to get CPU. And, and and I want you know and I'm, I'm mining idos with it mm-hmm. now if at some point it would be more, more worthwhile to put those EOS in Rex if there was a true price discovery and then people will make the consideration that you know they don't want to spend their CPU on idos mining but they they, they want to mm-hmm. save their CPU and essentially that's what you do when well, you when you use Rex you rent your CPU mm-hmm. so they, they they rather rent it then use it for mining and, and and i don't think we we've hit that point as well we should have well there's also other issues so there's, should have. there's the multiplier in play here too right now there's like a 1000x multiplier so yeah what what how, how, how do you call it code how unlimited? You, I know how you write the code. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, uh, freeware resources system. Oh. It, it, now, now it's getting so it's, a, it's a good sign that we, uh, we're getting yeah. out the whiteboard. <laughs> We didn't know what was going to happen here. <laughs> the thing, the price goes down and down and down and down. It'll eventually be, be no brainer to buy it for arbitrage. So, um, we're back. We're back from our bathroom and drink break and kicked into some tunes. Um, I believe we're ready to solve Rex. Is that what, what was kind of happening here? I was thinking maybe to save time, to just show us the solution, and then later we can brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that the three days period, there's something there. I you know when I made this coffee, I was thinking that perhaps the way that you should do it is that this relay should always kind of reflect something even in the in the framework of 24 hours so kind of constantly selling you um, the resources of tomorrow if you will at any given mo- moment why not the next block why isn't it like selling the resources of the next block on every block ah it's a good question Volume.
definition. You must have a queue of three days, right? Because that's how the unstaking works. Yeah. Now Rex is a system contract. It doesn't have to the same rules of uh, liquidity of EOS tokens doesn't have to apply the same for Rex. Okay. Theoretically speaking, because it's Rex, you can say that Rex has a one-day staking, uh -huh. right, mechanism. It makes it easier or even completely dynamic. I don't know. It's like it, 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 uh, maybe the, the EOS interaction should be completely liquid, the queue should be immediate. So, you think why not? You think it's that limiting that the only lease through Rex is a 30 day lease? You think it should be dynamic, you should be able to rent for different amounts of days, and it should be regardless of the staking of EOS, regardless of. Of the time you need to stake, so I'm saying that the locking for three days doesn't even need to apply for. You're saying related. If I'm getting this to where I think you are going to. Just today, CPU. You want CPU right now? You buy the token in a relay works. For secondary market, as you said it, fine. But the idea is that as people trade this today's CPU in a relay, uh -huh. there is a Dutch auction for tomorrow. Exactly. CPU. Exactly. And that's it. It's very simple. That's uh, all. That's that, all. You don't need a relay. You don't that's need a relay. You did for today. No, but, but no, it's, simple. it's a simple EOS relay, right? <laughs> parts from our argument later and just to show how all over we were <laughs> just like three seconds five seconds this is like, like three days no. yeah it's, it's, it's actually a, a two-dimensional auction because it's not how many people are putting eels and buying so, so but it's also how many putting here how do you so, know that to solve Rex for the last three hours or so. We've shown you the highlights. It's time to conclude. Okay. Okay. Uh, after 
many hours of contemplation. Uh, I think we might be on to something. Uh, I want to thank everyone that uh, participated in this wonderful process. And um, what we are about to suggest is a different approach for resource rental. By the way, it can be um, uh, tested in parallel. Um, and, and we think it's worthwhile to test it as an alternative approach to resource rental on EOS. So it goes like this. We have cycles in EOS. The cycles, the CPU cycles for every 24 hours, the, the CPU is reset. So what we're thinking is essentially to tokenize a day of CPU. That's basically what it comes down to. Now, we tokenize a day of CPU and we're doing daily auctions of the CPU. So every day when the CPU reset, there is a new auction, another auction, and another auction. And people can, from in the beginning, people can rent their EOS. So if there is a package of EOS that is being rented by all those people that contributed. Let's say there's like a thousand EOS, just for example. And there is a separate auction where people pay EOS every day in order to buy the resource that those EOS allocate, the CPU. And all the proceeds from those auctions go those people who provide the EOS. This is why you can also pull your EOS away uh, within you know, 24 hours. Now, <clears throat> when, when that auction is completed every, in every cycle, it actually issues tokens that we're going to call just today EOS. Today EOS tokens. And those tokens that are exactly parallel to the amount of EOS that has been rented for that cycle can be staked for any account instantly. So those are like actively uh, stakeable EOS tokens, but they're good for 24 hours. Now, those tokens will be traded just like RAM in the relay when we have today EOS tokens in one side and EOS on the other side, maybe some uh, small transaction fee, like you know, in round, maybe uh, 0.5% to incentivize liquidity for that relay. And, 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 and the idea is that the today EOS tokens will always have a market price. So if you need resources right now, emergency resources, you can always buy it from the relay. Now it's important to say that those who participate in that auction, they have two uh, important abilities that kind of maybe help clarify the, the dynamics. The first thing that when you participate, you can say, I participate and I immediately want to deposit in the today EOS, because you're essentially, uh, if you will, uh, arbitraging. So you immediately deposit, so every day this relay is actually being reset. The other thing that can happen here is that someone can participate in the auction, let's say in the rate of 
10 EOS a day for the next 100 days just by depositing 1,000 EOS. So it can be continual, but it's just a daily auction. Now, what's the advantage of this model? The advantage is that a price is discovered every day for the value of the resources that uh, this amount of EOS give you. And it's a daily price discovery. There's always going to be a price. And, and if there is a crisis, it will explode and essentially incentivize people to deposit their EOS here. And not only every day, but every second, the price of emergency EOS right now is also being determined in the relay. Now this is a custom, it's a special relay. This is a little bit advanced bankor stuff, but uh, <laughs> I'll try anyway. The idea is that because those tokens are essentially good for 24 hours, it just uh, worthless after that. They represent one day of a EOS token. Specific uh, day. A specific day. So what happens is that, that as the day goes by, the relay treats the EOS reserve as if it's less and less for the price calculation purposes, even though the EOS reserve might be substantial. You know, if, uh, if the EOS reserve is a uh, hundred EOS, let's say, and it's middle of the day, it will make the calculation as if there's only 50 EOS in the reserve, meaning that today EOS would be half as, you know, uh, uh, as expensive in the middle of the day because they only give you resources for 12 hours in the middle of the day. But in the next day, it's going to reset back to 100% this reserve in the next day. And the today EOS, again, people can sell their today EOS here. They can buy today EOS. There is a market price discovery that is happening there for real time resources. While here we have a continual price discovery for planned resources. And actually, if everyone is buying long time ahead, you can actually expect the demand. You can actually see what's going to be the demand going forward and, 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 and the level of commitments that, that were made. So those two, I think, pretty simple mechanism can can propose an alternative to the REX model that has, I think, a more efficient price discovery mechanism to prevent the situation where, because when, when, when the price discovery fails, it means not only that you cannot buy, but you do not incentivize anyone to sell. And, and that creates the resource crunch that, crunch that we uh, experience. And we're trying to solve this problem, so, Thanks everyone that were in this process. <laughs> All right, three hours in the making. Hope everyone uh, enjoyed. Founder of co-founder of Bancorp, co-founder of Liquid Apps, CEO Liquid Apps Benny, Tal. <laughs>
And we are live. Hey everyone, Peter K, Zach Gall here with Everything Eater. You can switch me whenever you want. All right, everyone. That was it. And uh, Tal and Ayal will be tomorrow here during the closing ceremony. We're going to have a little bit of an interlude where the judges are viewing all the projects that you will have seen, deciding who's the best, who takes home the prizes. And uh, can we shut that audio off somehow? Just like use the volume to shut it, like slide it down. There, we've been a little, some technical difficulties here. We're testing our final ceremony setup. Please come and watch the final DAP hackathon ceremony tomorrow at 5 p.m. UTC. That's 7 p.m. Israel. That's, I think, noon Eastern Standard Time. And we'll be there. And uh, if you have any questions or suggestions regarding the ideas you just heard, hop in the Telegram, fire them over, and maybe you'll hear your questions or suggestions talked about tomorrow when Tal and I all speak about this again. So uh, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you soon.